Welcome back to Loudmouth Stereo, y'all. My name is Shan, that is Greg, and we are two podcasters with something great to say. This is our fourth season of Loudmouth Stereo Podcast, as you can find on your favorite podcast app. You can always join us live when we record two times a month right here on Stereo. Um, Happy February, happy Black History Month. Um, I hope you learned something new about Black history or add a new seasoning to your kitchen. Whatever you can do goes a long way. Please tap in and subscribe and add Loudmouth Stereo Podcast to your favorite pod app and listen, drop a review, or you can purchase some merch right here in the little screen. That's the website where you can support the podcast. Give us a bit more options on how we can give you guys more content. Tonight is Greg's topic, which is protecting your mentals, because clearly a lot of y'all out here are spazzing out. I had my spaz out last week. It's drifting into this week, and I'm going to share some methods on how I mellow out, how I find my chill within adulting and being needed and not really being able to catch my my breath, my footing, um, not being able to think clearly how I want to think and just being on demand like we are on an everyday basis, how you find some balance in that shit. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to catch up and see, you know, what Greg had going on, what I got going on, maybe some updates in podcasting. I noticed something new today that I'll talk about. I don't know if anybody else is using what I use sometimes to edit or record, but I'm going to talk about it. So yeah, welcome to Loud Mouth Stereo Podcast. We will play messages as we record. We do not want to get off topic. If you are singing in the voicemails, I'm going to skip you <laughs> or to block you because I recorded last night on here and we had a singer and she thought the price was right and it wasn't and I skipped her. But we're going to have oh, a great boy. show. Um, I think it's something everybody can get something from and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, as you already heard, you know, this is my topic, my show when it comes to, I guess, this episode. And the reason for this is Stuff that's been going on behind the scenes, Shan knows. Um, obviously, I'm not going to put it on the airways because now, um, since we're talking about shooting the shit, the podcast will be like more public, so to speak. I'll be talking more about just life and things like that. So I have to kind of parse how I say certain things, you know what I mean? Including mm-hmm. this, this circumstance. So over the weekend, I pretty much spent Saturday and Sunday in a class. And the class was, you know, full transparency about, like, mindfulness of drinking and obviously drinking and driving, then more so just, your like, your awareness of self, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And for somebody who doesn't, like, casually drink, because I don't go out, like, I'll have a drink in a house or something like that, it it really brought, like, a revelation to listen to other people's stories, right? And... One of the things that I picked up on was not the, what do you call it? Not the idea 
of knowing that you're doing things and just more so it's like the consequences of what you do. And that sounds like a really like convoluted way of explaining that, but that was how I simplified it and I put it into my notes because I'm a overthinker and an overanalyzer. So I try, like I try now to kind of parse things to like put it in a, in a small fry box and not a large fry box. Cause sometimes you're not, you don't want to get that full. It's like, just give me what I need to get to kind of like, you know, coat my stomach and I can keep on going. And that 12 hours, I had like six hours on Saturday and six hours on Sunday. And it was grueling, like, you know, to honestly just hear other people and to talk to other people and more importantly, talk about, you know, the effects of alcohol, the effects of drinking. And more importantly, Sunday, which was less about that and more about mindfulness and self-awareness. That um, was pretty much how I want to start the show with the docket, because I'm going to ask the question to both, you know, Big Man 305 and Trinix Baby De Niro. Shout out to y'all for being on here live. This is going to be a fully transparent show to y'all and for anybody else who wants to share. So Shannon and I will share things. We'll talk about things. But my other thing that's been going on this week, uh, well, since the last episode, actually, is I've been contemplating getting a secondary phone. And I haven't had a second phone in, I would say, six, seven years. Uh, But now I'm noticing that I'm doing more content creation. And rather than spend seven, eight, nine hundred dollars on a camera and then have to fiddle with the plug in the, you know, camera up to the computer, getting the files off and all that other stuff. I just think it's more efficient to have a second phone. And I was like anti, no, you know, no one should have a second phone. Like, do you have that much business that you need a second phone until today? And I kind of like have honed down that I'm more so leaning towards, yes, I'm going to get one, then no, I'm not. And I received a product to review today and it's under embargo, so I can't really talk about it, but it's a, a product that goes with your phone, which means it's like something that's dealing with your phone. The issue is when I try to like review it, it's hard to review that product without like having a secondary phone to record that stuff. And as a, a content creator, I didn't realize the value in having a second device. Now you, someone would say you can have like a, a old iPhone. Like I don't have old iPhones because I essentially just trade them in every year. Right. So I never actually keep a phone for longer than a year, but now watching other like TikTokers and people on Instagram, I'm noticing that the way that they record their content and more importantly, how they engage is through two phones. And I always thought that, okay, this person, their main phone, their main device is how they get their content off, how they get their followers, how they do these things. I'm like, no, it can't be true because if they're on TikTok live, then how are they still interacting? Like I can, I understand the idea of getting a tripod, getting a light and all that other shit, but they're still communicating on other platforms. Like one girl that I follow on TikTok also goes live on Instagram and you can't do that from one phone. She says she gets double the amount of views, which is more monetary value. And I said, okay, that's great. But then I looked at my screen time, Shane, and this is when I knew, okay, either I need a second phone or I need to go and just get another iPad because I gave away my iPad. And allow myself to just use the iPad as a, a content creation device. Now, the content creation would be editing, 
taking photos, um, using social media, web browsing and stuff like that. I do all of that from my daily phone to the point where Shan will tell you, I hate my phone because I hate looking at it for stuff that actually does matter. Group like our group chat. I barely check it because when I'm on my phone, I'm on it so much that it just it's become a vice to me. Like it's something that's not a problem, but it's definitely something that when we talk about protecting your mentals, I'll get into that later. So that's what I've been kind of like toying with all week. And I'm hoping that it kind of translates into this episode and gives me like a definitive, like, yeah, Greg, like this may be the direction to go. What about you, Shan? How are you? I am tired. <laughs> um, my nipples are hard as hell this week. <laughs> Levels. What um, in the world? It, it's like, it's I had really a del- I had a delayed reaction. I'm like, wait, what? what? It's, How, like, what? it's like really, <laughs> it's like really sensitive. And then last night, one of them were like soft, and one of them were just like mm-hmm. hard as shit. Like I had ice cubes on it. I'm just like, dog, what the fuck is going on? Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about tomorrow uh, because today's my today's my Friday. So um, look at that. I just, and that was one of the things that I do for my mental balance mm-hmm. is I take time away, even though the reality is you're supposed to be doing this or you're supposed to be here. I'm just like, no, not today, period. Not no, not today, because it's like, no, not today, period. Because I could feel when I'm getting defiant about reality because mm-hmm. I'm not taking enough time for me. And when I'm somewhere I don't want to be, um, my uh, pushback gets really heightened to the yep. fact that I'll just come off like a dick or give people a hard time just because I don't want to be somewhere or I would rather be in my bed doing nothing. And um, instead of create more conflict, I'd rather dismiss myself and take a pto yeah for sure for sure um let's let's get into the shit because this is going to be one of those shows where it could either go 30 minutes or it can go an hour and a half depending on how the context of the you know of the show goes but i want to try something different since we have people in the audience i'm going to call them the task we're going to do a call to action so Mm. the first thing that i have on the docket is a simple question and I'm going to ask it to Big Man 305. I'm going to give him time to answer so we can answer as well. So what do you think of when you hear the term mindfulness? You want me so, to answer? Yeah, I, I want you to answer. I'll answer. And then, you know, uh-huh. while John is leaving that voicemail. And I'll, I'll repeat it so the listeners will know what I'm saying. What do you think of when you hear the term mindfulness? Mindfulness for me just means like self-checking um being self-aware and just because i may not be dealing with some shit i shouldn't be self-righteous and act like if if i ain't dealing with some shit and somebody else may be dealing with some more shit on their plate i shouldn't just act like this person should do what i do to get through or do what i do to work you know people other people might have some something on their plate in their life that you couldn't fathom so i'm just really big about 
being aware of when I need to mind my business or when I need to keep a comment to myself or sometimes going out your way to do something for somebody when you think you're helping, you probably make it more of a issue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give the, like my interpretation of it. It's just like yours. Um, awareness, right? When it comes to like mindfulness, being um, another like way that I try to explain it to the, like the educator for this course was like, not just self-awareness, but like consciousness, like, are, are you like, not just like aware, but are you conscious of what's happening? Like that mindfulness means like, are, are you present in that moment, right? So she gave the definition and the definition is just like, you know, you and I said, which is the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. And the backup was a mental state that's achieved by focusing one's awareness or the present, you know, on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations used as a therapeutic technique. Um, Keyword there for me was therapeutic because uh, a lot of the, I'm trying to find wording, but a lot of what I see like on the daily, and I know we've talked about social media in general, but now it's kind of escalated because it's no longer just about the socials, like in life um, that I've seen living in DC in the past like couple months or so like that, like therapy is needed. Um, yeah. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be um, like diagnosed. It doesn't have to be something where you sit on a, a comfy couch with another person. Like, I think there are def like different variables and different ways to be therapeutic or to have therapy. Uh, but there are a lot of people tying us in, like that don't know their mindfulness. They don't know because they're not aware. They're not present. They're not conscious. And <laughs> I, I, I've been digging into this real deep over the past, like three or four days. Like I, I completely like unwind outside of like trying to post on social media because I had to step back and look at a lot of the things that I'd seen. Um, in the past two weeks, there have been more carjackings in DC than the, the entire movie of New Jersey Drive. There's just been yeah. people going and not just carjacking people, they're just like killing these people for giving them what they want. And they're, I don't want to say not being mindful, I just, I don't think the conscious state is there anymore. People are like, they're numb. And yeah. there's like, there's no emotion. There's no emoting from people. And I thought when you and I first started like Loudmouth and we, we talked about, uh, I can't remember the episode. We were talking about how we thought when we would come out of the end of the pandemic that people would be more ironically self-aware <laughs> and learn themselves because they had to be by themselves for an extended period of time, right? And what's bothering me is because I'm watching it from like a lens where the scope is so far away, but I also see like the cliff. I don't know if that like that like that example makes sense, but in my head it does. Like uh, imagine like from if Shannon and I are standing side by side, right? And we're like far away we may be like a mile away but we can still see that person walking like in a straight path we know that the end of the cliff is coming but that person doesn't right mm -hmm. and we're also too far away to kind of explain to them or say to them 
hey, uh, there's a cliff coming. And even with us saying that, they probably don't believe it because of the fact that some people just are on a path that they chose. And they're just like, okay, I'm going here. You don't know if I'm going to fall off the cliff or if I'm going to turn back midway through. Let me go through that. And I'm, I'm praying that I'm saying this analogy right because it, it just it, – it's tying in for me. So when I think about, again – the term mindfulness, I had to go and I had to look it up. I've done research. I've asked people um, on Reddit and social media and stuff like that. And somebody said, mindfulness is simply paying attention. And I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, cause again, like that example I use, like, yeah, you could be like, you could be paying attention to where you're going, but you, there's still a consequence for whatever you're doing, regardless if it's good or bad, right? And that I was hoping that John would have said, you know, said something at this point, right? But I'll tie it into like point number two, which is you and I talking about everybody dealing with something. And it may not be like the same thing like that Shan's dealing with or the same thing that John is dealing with or the same thing that Baylor or Drake or anybody's dealing with. We all have difference like differences in our lives, but we should still be empathetic for what people are going through, right? I just don't, I won't say I don't see that anymore. It's just where I've been looking, it's hard to find. And it it's hurt me to know that it, it took me listening to other people's stories, right? And I, I'll give you one. Um, hopefully I can say this without like hip or anything like that. But there was a guy who essentially got into a car accident and he was like a, a, a former cop or like, you know, he was a part of like a police department, just a really like nice guy from my vantage point. Right. Mm-hmm. Seemed to have his shit together. He decided he was going to go out one night and he ended up getting into a car accident. He did more damage to himself than he could have done to anybody else. Like he didn't harm anybody, anything. I think he ran into a parked car, but he has spinal damage as a result of this. So, so I'm, I'm sitting in the, in the class with him and the entire time we're having this mindfulness and protecting your mentals, like conversation here, I'm just, I'm just looking at him. Cause I'm like, oh, like, I'm sure he was aware in the, you know, in the moment. And then he gave me the answer. Like he gave the room the answer. He was like, yes, he was aware that he went out drinking. Yeah. He was aware that he went and had fun, in, you know, that night and everything like that. He wasn't aware of the consequence of what happened to him until he woke up in the hospital and somebody else told him. And that <laughs> I hope that that's why, like, when people hear them, like, oh, this is where Greg is going with this, right? And before I get there, I want to play this voicemail because, you know, I did put John under the gun for this pause. So I'm going to just let him get his shit off. My definition of mindfulness is basically the same as both of you guys, just being aware of the moment. Um, then again, like Greg says, there's more carjackings in where he lives than there is in New Jersey Drive. Well, it's more murders here where I'm at than I'm probably going to say anywhere that I know of because I live in what we call Miami Gardens or AKA Murder Gardens. And people around here are just numb to it. We see it every day on the news and it's just like, oh, another one. And then my kids ask me, well, why can't we go outside and play by ourselves? Because you never know 
if somebody's gonna drive by shooting a gun or just playing around shooting a gun. So um, I'm very mindful when it comes to watching my kids, but anything else is just, you know, up in the air. Yeah, for sure. I, you see what, like, even that example, like where he lives and everything, it's just like, yeah, you could be mindful, but again, like, you don't know the circumstances of your surroundings. Like, you could be like, yeah, I'm present here. Like, I live here. I'm here for the moment. But then something happens. Like, yeah, you were mindful and you were trying to be conscious in, like, your safety and stuff like that. And then shit just happens, right? And yes, tying this into bullet number two, and I'm only going by the bullets because I want to keep, like, the structure of the show going, is, you know, Shannon and I, I asked her the question of, like, you know, the things that we're dealing with in the world. And I'm hoping that, you know, Shan can talk because I've talked for a lot so far already. And I'll give some of the examples that you and I came up with. Like layoffs, high bills, debts. Like those are three things that people in our world today, people that we talk to, people including like our friends have said that they're dealing with. And when it comes to like protecting your mental, it's like, yo, that shit is a lot already just those three things alone like sam what are some other things for you that you feel like people are dealing with um not having a village and raising kids um inflation and feeling like my only answer is to open up another credit card when you already got three of them and you know the worst thing that could come in the mail would be me getting a ticket. The worst thing that would come in the mail would be an increase in my mortgage. The worst thing that could come in the mail could be um, I have to renew my Costco, uh, you know, membership. Like all of these things that you feel like mentally you're numb to how you're going to do it because you're so stuck into this routine of doing it. And a lot of times that's how people get themselves in a hole. And then they look back on how they ended up in like $10,000 worth of credit card debt. And it's really by feeling like, Oh, I'll just put it on auto pay. And because you're not physically paying it yourself and it's on auto pay, that shit adds up. I mean, it's nice that you could send it to a card so you don't have to get a past due, but eventually what was the original amount is now plus 28%. And if you didn't have the original amount to begin with, it's kind of hard to figure out how you're going to come up with the next 28% to make these credit card companies rich. And we, we're seeing the most spit in your face shit right now with our government the fact that everybody's getting less back in taxes and then we see where our taxes are going to people who are not even citizens of this country and when it comes to citizens of this country we can't even get housing we can't get um help for the homeless they turned around and made it illegal to be homeless so you're basically saying, even if you had to take a job that's $7 and something cents per hour, and you're basically slaving yourself because that's not a living wage, you need to be working. You need to be contributing to this system. And even though you can't afford to 
pay for somewhere to sleep, wash your ass and keep your clothes and feed yourself. Don't let them find out that you're roommating with someone who is not a family member because that's also illegal. So it's basically illegal for a friend or someone to house you or let you sleep on their couch if you're not contributing to somewhere that you're living. And it's like, it. I think this government makes it so impossible for people to do right that why are you so dumbfounded that people become criminals? The rise in people stealing cars, these young people stealing cars is because these young people understand that if they go get a job at Target or they go get a job at a grocery store, they won't even have a paycheck enough after taxes to pay their phone bill. It's like, they're looking at it like, if I go get this job, I'm gonna have to wait a whole month to make the amount of money I could get if I steal two cars. That's how they're doing that fucking math. Is it right? No, but they want appreciation for their time that they're spending working at a company. And instead of them do protesting, like people back in the day probably did to get a better wage, they're saying, fuck it. I'm going to just go take what I need to take, give it to all I need to give it to, let them pay me and not give a fuck about it because everybody's getting fucked. Somebody's fucking me this way, so I need to fuck somebody that way. And that's how this world is moving. The government is moving like that. These corporations are moving like that. When these CEOs and these executives of these companies want to keep more money in their pocket, don't want to give up their vacation homes, before they start to start being mindful of their spending, they say, okay, for me to be able to keep my child in private school and go on my three vacations or more that I want to do next year, how many people do we need to lay off? And that's, that's what it is. The world is really fucked up. Like just to piggyback off what you're saying, um, I'm going to let just John get it off again because I know he got a voicemail. Here we go. I totally agree with Shan when it comes to having a village and raising kids because that can really take a toll on people's relationships. They throw themselves into their kids and then they don't have anybody to help them raise these kids. And when you don't have anybody to help you raise the kids, then you and your partner never go on dates anymore because no one wants to watch the kids for you. Yeah, people have grandparents and aunts and uncles, but these days, grandparents and aunts and uncles don't want to watch kids anymore. So couples are forced to stay home all the time. And it takes a toll on couples, and it can really mess up their mental because they're always in the house having to do stuff with their kids. Never, never able to do stuff by themselves. Basically, have adult time. It can, yeah, yeah. It, it, it will. It's maddening knowing that you know, because Shannon and I are both parents, and Shannon used to tell me the same things about like parenting that I try to tell people now. I'm like, yo, like the shit ain't sweet. It's not easy. And Shannon doing it solo. Like I have like a, a, a co-parent, a partner to help with these things. But even then, that shit ain't enough. Like before, like when it came to having a village, like you can't even trust your village now because your village more so concerned about partying, 
and hanging out. Like, full transparency for me, like, I don't really get along with my aunt like that. Not because I don't love her. It's because if I'm 37 and she's a little bit older and she's acting like she just graduated from college, that's a problem for me, right? And I know it's, for her, a coping mechanism. It's her way of just like living her life. She she feels as though she's still young. She got a lot of life to live and that's cool. But we also got responsibilities and duties, but it's not her fault. Like we should be able to still enjoy life and do things and not feel as though like other people are looking at us like I look at her. Because when I look at her, I'm like, yo, like, you got a kid. You know, I got a kid, but you out here, you know, not running the streets, but she out here, she, she wants to be her age. But I, I have to remember, she's actually retired. She living her life now, which is fine. I can get that. I also, when I, I talked to her, because I said happy birthday to her, and if she ever listens to this again, happy birthday, I'm, I'm not going to say anything too demeaning because I love her. It's just I, I hate some of the actions. And that's just me from my own vantage point. But I saw an article that reminded me of my aunt because, again, she's retired. And she's like 40. If I'm 37, she's what, like 44? And somebody was like, damn, your aunt's young. Yes. But she also went to the military very young. So now that she's retired, she get to live the life that she didn't get to live, right? Versus now, us, like the, the working class and stuff like that, we won't get that luxury. And honestly, I would comfortably say a lot of the people in the military won't have that luxury as well because – the fucking government is attempting to try to push back the the age for retirement to 70, yeah. which is like, it, it it already fucks with me and it fucks with other people to the point where it will make you become a conspiracy theorist because you think everything's against you, the entire world's against you. So you, you're dealing with like fighting your own like thoughts as well as fighting whatever the fuck is going out in the streets. Like I watched the movie... Uh, leave the world behind. So I'm like, okay, like I like a apocalyptic like style movies and stuff like that. But it was so thought provoking. It's like, yo, like this shit is actually happening and it's being thrown right in front of our faces and we just supposed to just eat it. Like, all right, cool. This this is gonna happen. <laughs> this is what it is. Um, prices of stuff going up. Um, to the point when you go to a grocery store, you might go in there with the idea of, hey, I got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm gonna go and get these groceries and shit like that. It ain't like that no more. It's not. I was telling a group of people on uh, TikTok the other day, I was in one of their rooms and the guy was trying to explain to me that, you know, he used to like rob and stuff like that. And I was like, trust me, I understand the sentiment. If that's what you needed to do, that's what you need to do. I was like, these kids now, they're not even just carjacking cars and stealing stuff like that. Stores are closing now. Like the reason why stores are closing is because they can't handle the looting. They've been told like, at Walmart and shit like that. No, nah, just go ahead. Just let them walk out. Once they get to a minimum of $5,000, then it'll be a felony. Then we can handle it then. The fucking companies don't care because they know for a fact that streets is done. Streets is dead, right? But to like round everything out about why I was talking about this bullet because the bullet was to say like, how are we, Shan and Greg, coping about it? So I'll, I'll be brief on how I've been coping and then I want Shan to like, you know, kind of unpack how she's like, feeling about everything. So the full list, because Shan had some, the ones that we actually came together with was layoffs, high bills, debts, homelessness, parenting woes. We already talked about all those. But for me, like how I'm attempting to cope or, you know, protect my mental um, is honestly just like being in the right. 
What up, y'all? I hope you're enjoying the show. This is season four. If you haven't checked out this show before, please browse through, okay? And if you would like to support this show, we do have a merch shop. We call Loudmouth Stereo Shop with Teespring. All right, check out shambypotting.com for more details and enjoy the show. company <laughs> and sometimes I take that company for granted like I look at like no, now I look at my notifications for the group chat and I just don't really talk that much and it's because I have so many thoughts going on I'm trying to figure out okay it's an election year like are we fucked for the next four years like we've been fucked for the last four years um what, what's going to happen with my kid my you know my wife is talking about she wants to have baby number two I'm looking at the finances like hey um <laughs> You know, just a couple of years ago, I was telling her, like, let's have a kid now. Now I'm just like, OK, like not even can we afford it? Like, will we be like mentally stable for that? Having one was already enough. Having two is it's going to be a little bit crazy. Restarting over is, you know, or starting over is going to be a little bit daunting. Right. Like, as, imagine, you know, I just got the job that I'm at. I started that in August. Right. Like, find if I find out that, you know. My wife is pregnant. I'm going to them. I'm like, hey, the, the money got to show up. I, I need that money to show up in my hand or else I got to go. Um, but then you have the idea of if you leave, then you're out here on the market with people who are trying to figure it out again and try to start over. And for me, I've started over twice in the last, fuck, in the last 365 days. I started over twice. At this time last year, like, and it will show in like our previous episodes and stuff. Like I was in the midst of like hating a job that I left a job that I didn't hate as much, but I left that job for the previous job for not job security for the perks and career advancement, not realizing that it did not work out that way. And it's actually fucked with me more than I thought because the people who because so, I haven't even told you this shit, Shane. So the people who I was attempting to convey that the person who was my boss at the time wasn't fit at her job and that they didn't understand my role as, you know, at the time I was a social media manager there. They thought social media was as simple as you throw something out there and like if it's cap if it's captivating, if it's nice, people going to resonate with it. Fuck no. It, it don't work like that. I was trying to explain that and it it just didn't hit right. So three people later, right? Three, so the person I had as a boss, instead of them saying, you know what, you're not a good fit. They've allowed her to walk through three other people because she wasn't fit at her job. It, it fucked with me for the five months that I was not working. I was like, yo, like I knew I was doing my job, right? But she wasn't, I won't say she wasn't doing her job, right? She didn't understand the value that my job brought. And when it got down to the end of, I guess, like the end of the road, Shannon and I had talked about this before, is the fact that she wasn't the person that hired me. The peop- the persons that hired me saw the value in what I could bring and saw my my eagerness to help. But since I wasn't the person that she selected, like she didn't pull my name out the hat and say, you know what, I he's the reason, you know, he's the person I want. She didn't like that. So I thought I was the bad guy. I was like, fuck, like I'm sitting there for a good month. Like Shan will tell you, I was talking about it on episodes. I was really upset. And then 
around like May or June, I, I look on LinkedIn because I'm still on LinkedIn at the time looking for jobs and stuff. And I'm starting to get people viewing me from that job. And I was like, why the fuck are they like, I'm like, okay, it's not that many people to just, you know, be talking about Greg because Greg been gone for a few months, right? Cool. That happens in May or June, right? And then it dawns on me that the second person, the person that she had hired for me, I guess like my replacement, also left. And I said, hmm, okay. So was it me? Was it the, the next person? Or maybe it was my boss. Or maybe the person that I, you know, that replaced me just didn't like the work and was like, you know what? Peace of mind is better than this piece of shit, right? So that person leaves. Third person comes in. And what they did was they didn't, they, what do you call it? They didn't hire with, from within or anything like that. They didn't even put the role up as a job. It wasn't a person on the website, right? And the only reason I noticed is because, again, insider information, right? So third person's there for maybe two, three months. They get bounced. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, me? The, the black girl who, you know, quasi or, you know, replaced me. Then the other person, that's three people. So then here comes January, right? And I'm, I'm still following him on uh, LinkedIn and everything. And the irony is people, not, not my person, like not my boss who is supposed to be hiring their person, right? Or hiring somebody that they want. The, somebody else, a part of this this agency is posting that they need a social media manager again. And I'm like, wait a minute. Again? Four times? If you lose four people in a year, like, I understand, like, as a business, like, you have to do what's right for business. But at what point, as somebody who's, again, trying to protect their mentals, at what point do you say, you know what? I, I think y'all keep making mistakes and y'all looking in the wrong direction, not at the people that you're hiring, the person who they're working with. And and that's that sat with me for a good month. I haven't even Shan, I've not talked to you about this at all. Am I lying? No. It, it it's crazy to think about. Like shit like that will fuck with you. Um when I was unemployed, I don't really want to even talk about the work shit anymore. But like when I was unemployed, it wasn't for me the art of being unemployed, because I always felt as though, like, you know what? If you know the rubber meets the road, then I will have to, I'll fucking work at Chipotle if I need to in order to get some money. As long as I can afford this roof over my head, I'll do what I need to do. That's legal, right? And then it dawned on me, I'm like, oh, like, it's not even that the jobs aren't hiring and stuff like that. A lot of these jobs are lowballing people and it's fucking with people's mentors. And, yeah. and like interviews, like you're getting ghosted. Like that, that was, this is my big talking point right here for tonight and then you know we'll get into other shit and mind you we only two bullets in <laughs> two bullets in but like the peace of mind for me having employment was great uh being unemployed it was a wake-up call because i did get a lot of sleep i got some of the best sleep i've ever had i could you know wake up at seven o'clock in the morning apply for 20 30 jobs no i had maybe an interview or two because again the job market shit um but what actually fucked my mental up was this I was getting paid four hundred and forty four dollars every week now mm. someone would say well Greg you you gotta make you gotta make it do what it do somebody would say oh Greg like you know what you could have started working at a time 
if you start working while you're on, on employment, unemployment, regardless if it's a part-time job or not, they cut that off. So there is no, you know what? I'm going to just find a part-time job and get the unemployment. Oh, nobody. They'll cut that shit off. Um, also, with the $444, I opted, and this is me being completely transparent to anybody who will listen. Um, I didn't get my shit taxed. It was 444 before they had the opportunity to tax my shit. I told them, you can get the shit next tax season. Or I'm going to have to work that shit off when I do get a job. Because 444 a week is crazy when you know that the average cell phone bill is $210. When you think of the normal cable bill, and when I say cable, meaning people who still have cable, is about $125. That's on average, right? Not even including taxes and fees and shit like that. Netflix just went up to $25, right? Chipotle, I'm just naming shit that I like. Chipotle, on average, $12. So if you say $444, and I just subtracted, what, maybe like 320 of that, just in fucking cable to, you know, cable internet. Like We'll just say cable and internet, right? Cable and internet so I can actually go on the interviews, right? Phone bill, $210. That's one check right there. So we can already nix that $444, right? You get that three more times in a month. You got to account for groceries. You got to account for childcare. You got to account for you. God forbid, like, you know, thank God for COVID and, you know, the ability to, like, do interviews virtually and shit like that. Because can you imagine if, you know, this that's happening now in the world was five or 10 years ago when people were requiring you to go into these establishments, sit in these cold-ass offices, sit in the conference room and wait 20, 30 minutes for somebody to come in and tell you to reread your resume to them? <laughs> Dude, like, shit like that will fuck up your mentals. Stuff like, go, like for me, I know it's going to sound crazy, but this is the God honest truth. Like, I feel like in 2024, in order to protect my mentals, even though I do have a job, when I apply for jobs, if the shit's not quick apply, I don't want it. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just law for me. I'm not going through your website or through WebEx and all this other shit, filling out the stuff that I've already done. And I can comfortably say this now that I'm working is if I go on an interview or virtual or whatever, and they're not talking about that shit that I like, or they're doing more of the interviewing than I am. And the questions that I ask, they don't have answers for. We can just go ahead and just end this here. We can go in this here because Again, you have, it's not even just protecting your mentals. Like your time is wasted. When I look at my day, 8.30 to 4.30, I work. And if I go into the office, it takes me roughly an hour and a half to get home. By the time I get home, it's roughly 7.30. That gives me every bit of 45 minutes to spend with my kid. Can you imagine if I did that shit five days a week? Right. There are people who deal with that shit, right? And I'll wrap it up because I know for a fact, like Shannon needs to, you know, you know, answer the question about like, how are you coping? But I'll I'll land by just saying it's hard to cope. It's hard to protect your mentals, knowing not the, the obstacles in front of you. It's just like, this is just a way of life now. And it doesn't seem like it's changing for the better. The shit is just getting worse. And it's hard to adapt to something that's one ever changing, but it's always changing for the worse jobs. The, you know, the application process got easier, but now you got to deal with AI automatically reading your resume and just using keywords as to why they're declining you. When it comes to bills, bills just going up for no fucking reason. Um, when it comes to streaming services, like 
things that you buy on a day-to-day. Shit is just expensive, not because it's changed, not because it tastes different, not because it's elite, organic, or vegan, or nothing like that. It's the same shit that's always been on the shelf that they couldn't get rid of during the pandemic. Three times the value. When eggs are $8.99, when they're usually between $1 and $4, because of the fact, you know, depending on how many you get, not because they expect that you want to eat these eggs, it's because of the fact they know you need these motherfuckers. When I have coworkers in, of my past, and I've talked about this before, white coworkers primarily, and I, I want to like emphasize this because I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. I have white coworkers that I did not know that were on assisted living mm. because, because not that they can't afford to live, because I'm sure they could, because I mean, we're getting by, right? They're doing it just so they don't have to pay the prices that they normally would, and they make the fucking money. They they absolutely I'm, make this money. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Sharon. They qualify for that. Yes, yes. I I told you about the the guy I used to work with, Shane, who he I knew for a fact he made at least eighty thousand dollars, at least, just bare minimum, right? He, yeah, he he would go to fucking Starbucks two three times a day and shit like that. It was him and his roommate. They paid, you know, they had an assisted living like apartment. It was in the hood and shit like that. But for them, they like okay, we work most of the day and then we go out to happy hour and shit like that. They would spend big money, big money, but they also had assisted living and shit like that. He was like, yeah, we don't we don't qualify for WIC because we make too much, but the house that they live in, like, he applied, I told you he applied in college, right? So when he started working at the firm, his fucking rent at the time, I think he said it was, like, maybe, like, a, it was either eleven or $1,200, and I'm like, wait a minute, your assistant living is eleven, twelve hundred dollars $1,200, and I'm not jealous, here's my issue. The issue is, there are people who are on waiting lists right now and are homeless. Right. And they're waiting for somebody like him to come off of that. But the reason why he's on it is because he found a loophole. And somebody will say, well, you have the same ability to find that loophole. No, you don't. And the reason why is they are able, because they are able to you know, access people because they, one, work in the government, two, have friends in the government that will push their shit through. Keyword, like the election. Like, it's, I don't want really to get into that like, po- like political thing. But there are people that really do believe in that. It's not what you know, but who you know. So when you hear me telling you like, oh, I have coworkers who are paying $1,100, $1,200 for rent in Center City, D.C., living in lofts and shit like that, but they got a voucher. But then mm-hmm. you may have family members of your own who, when they go to WIC and shit like that, like I He's reconnecting. Hold on, y'all. Wow, you were getting $400 a week of unemployment? Just imagine when I was unemployed. I was getting $225 a week in unemployment. My mental went crazy. I almost started selling crack. It was ridiculous. My household was in shambles when I was unemployed. $225 a week wasn't shit. I mean, I can make 225 sitting home doing nothing. But I had to do what it do. And I took a job because I needed money. But now I'm in an okay place. Now that I can say we're comfortable. But if you're unemployed here in Florida, your mental will go bananas. Now, 
that's a fact. Um, I got cut off for a second because Baylor decided he wanted to do a FaceTime call, knowing that Shannon and I are doing the shows. But shout out to Baylor. Um, I, I'll land again because I, I was getting to a point I lost it. But when it comes to like affordability and stuff like that, like that's one of the reasons why people's mentals are fucked up. It's not on my list that we'll get into a little bit later, but I, I can definitely hone into the fact that like what John had said about like unemployment, that like it sat with me in a major way. Like just would be like, well, why aren't you, why aren't you doing things? Why don't you want to go places? Like, cause like when you know, like I'm one of those people when I'm broke, it's not that I'm playing. I'm yeah. dead ass serious about that shit. Now, even when I do get my paychecks, I'm like, nah, bills get paid. I stay in the house. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. go out and things like that. Not that I don't want to. I told my friends, I'd rather you come over here and we hang out and do the same things we could be doing out in the streets because I'm conditioned to know now that, you know, everybody's literally, to me, living paycheck to paycheck, regardless if you make $100,000 or you make $10,000 a year. Like, I feel like the reason why everybody's living paycheck to paycheck is it's a little bit them, I would say it's definitely like a, a 60-40. Like your responsibility is that 40% that you have to handle, but that 60% is all the burdens and hurdles that you definitely got to go and come across between in inflation, bills and shit coming up. And more importantly, just like you know, every time, I know for, for me, I don't know if it's for y'all, but every time I leave the house, I'm spending money. And I don't know how, to, I could literally be just going to go get one fucking thing. By the time I come home, I'm like, yo, how the fuck do I spend that much money? I got to stop for gas. I, I may go get some food or something like that. Just knows, my, talking about my wife, she's like, Greg, like, you've been going through the deep freezer for, you know, a good, like, three or four months. I'm like, yeah, because when my mama, and shout out to mom, when she said we got food in the house, I absolutely fucking understand now. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely fucking understand. I'm going to shut up. Go ahead. So, Shane, the same question for you is, like, how are you coping? Um, Man. So, okay, for instance, last weekend, and I thank, I thank God for the people in my life that know me and know um, who I am as an individual, even before I had kids, that understand what I'm good at. And when they have, like, projects or home improvement stuff and they need help, and they don't know how to put together wardrobe racks. They don't know how to put together shelving. They don't know how to, you know, organize this. I'm the person they call. So my friend had hit me up and she was like, I need this wardrobe rack put together. I'm out of town. I'm in DC. I'll give you the house code. Go over there and please help, like, get all them clothes off the floor that fell in the closet because her whole closet fell. So I put the wardrobe rack together and I hung all of the clothes. I'm talking piles and piles of shit. All of Saturday. While I was dog sitting for my other friend um, that was in Miami. And I didn't, and so I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then my weekends are off. Same people be like, oh my God, my weekend, I can relax. I can just be in the house. My weekends are rarely ever my weekends. One, because I'm always left with one kid. The other one usually goes to her dad's house. And two, I'm looking for what hustles or gigs can I do on the weekend to make my bills during the week make sense so I'm not pulling from like my stocks that I'm making money from. 
So I'm not pulling from like this account. So I'm not moving money from like my podcast shit to move to this shit. So I'm not asking someone um, to sell me this so I can do this. Like, what can I do on the weekend that's going to make me money? And so on Saturday, um, for what I did, I made a buck 75. And then the next day, I went to my friend's house to do a whole nother different project. And that's basically how I ended up being able to get groceries because when you're, this is another thing, when you're fucking co-parenting with another household that has its own individual problems, their problems become your problems because if they can't get done what they need to do, they can't show up the way that they supposed to show up so you not being pressed to move shit over in places that you're not used to having to move shit over. So a lot of times, Ari's dad situation presses against me because, nigga, I don't have a boyfriend in my house, you know, paying the lights or paying the water just in case I can't. He has a girlfriend in his house. He has a uh, 22-year-old son. Her dad is there. And so it's like all these people who like, nigga, if you can't do it, I can do it. If, if you can do it, I can do it. In here, I am the only adult. I have two broke friends in my house. They are six and they're 10 and they eat like men. So I can't sit in here and be like, I'm going to see what I could do. I'm going to see what I could do. I got to make shit shaking here. And so a lot of times I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I got to really. I got to really think, okay, what can I say in order for these girls to get it the first time I say it so I don't have to say it the fourth time? Do I want to yell today? Do I not want to yell today? How can I um, get them out of my way so I can do X, Y, and Z and not be like nagging the whole time? Am I going to be able to get up? On top of that, I was in a... Um, I was in a car accident in November, working like I'm working, going to the chiropractor three times a week, giving up my Saturday morning. So even on my weekends, I wasn't allowed to sleep in. So when you, when it comes to like stress, when it comes to like being tired, when it comes to being exhausted, when it comes to being like, I don't wanna get up today and get kids ready at 5.30 a.m and work all day and then turn around and have to cook and help with homework while I'm working and get them in bed. And then on top of that, with them being sick, like that's a whole nother hassle. So when, and, and what sucks about it too is, it's hard for me to have empathy for people who don't even do half of the shit I do and I, and I get it done. It's very hard for me to listen to people vent and be like, Ugh, I got to do this job and I just can't stand this job. I just want to go home and watch reality TV. <laughs> Dog, when people are, when normal people are sleeping, I'm just hitting the mattress. A lot of times 
when I'm waking up at 5.30, I went to sleep at 2. Mm. So, I, I, I think I took off a day a week ago or two weeks ago. And I, my, in my mind, I wanted to do something, but I had no energy to do shit. So as soon as them girls got on the bus, I went back in the bed and I didn't get up until 1.56 p.m. So my off day was really, I just wanted to sleep. Because at 2.30, I'm on again. I'm on mom time until 8 o'clock. Yep. So when people be like, oh, but you had an off day or you have your weekends off, my weekends ain't been my weekends in a very long time. I think um, last year, April, was when my weekends actually like became my weekends for me. And that was because my mom was here visiting for like a year. And so some mornings, my mom gave me like an idea of what it would be like to have a partner. Some mornings she'd be like, don't worry about getting up. I'll get the girls ready, make them breakfast and take them to the bus stop. Even like something little like that so I can sleep was such a major help for me or um, needing to go to the store and I don't have to get, tell the girls to get ready, get in the truck, go to the store, hear them argue, them want stuff like being able to drive in your vehicle with a peace of mind. It's, it's, it's little stuff that other people get to do that is not normal for me. And most of the time, the only time that I get to be in my truck with peace and my own thoughts is on my way to the office when it's my office week, on my way home or to my brother's shop to pick up the girls when it's my mm -hmm. office week, or if I drove the girls to school and I get to go to the grocery store by myself. That's it. Any other time is everybody else's thoughts in, in my head. See. Now let's just play the voicemails. Hold on. I I I I I I protecting my mentals, Greg. Uh-huh. Shan. Shan. Red fish, blue fish, saute my shrimp. This man. So wait a minute. Yep. So mm -hmm. Baylor got the episode today on BTG for President Podcast. Y'all go check that out. And they were talking about music and they were talking about different questions. I'm not going to give it all away that were very interesting. Um, she picked Prince for the wedding. I would have picked Michael Jackson for the wedding and put Prince for the reception. But that's her, that's her question. And uh, in that episode, I'm not going to tell you when, Baylor makes a poem. This guy. And when I say I was following up until a certain point, and just like she felt lost up until a certain point, I felt lost. But you know, it's Baylor's show. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. gonna do what he do. But yeah, that was, that was an experience. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what he does. That's what. He, let, let's see what else. What else you got, Baylor? His order is 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 ordering the court. I said, and hey, I'm going to Santa Barbara. Uh, tomorrow, just to go chill, relax, take care of my mentals. It's gonna be a lot of champagne, it's gonna mm. be a lot of wine, 
It's going to be a lot, a lot of body oils. And it's going to be a lot of, oh, you didn't say that. This guy. Santa Barbara sounds like laying upon an old lady's bosom. Pretty much. Pretty much. Let's, Let's see. Hold on. We got one more. Hickory dickory dot. I really miss Tupac. Hey, did y'all see Kobe statue? The first one. You got three of. I'm happy. Emotional day. Protect your minstrels, though. Wait, see, I I have not seen it. Shout out to Kobe. Yeah, I got I gotta go look. Um, again, I've been protecting my minstrels by avoiding Twitter. Um, because <laughs> honestly, I don't know what happened to that app, but I will say, um, I was still paying for Twitter Blue, right? Remember when it was like $3 a month? Uh, I didn't realize they were charging my account. And every month since like November. So who you the thought pro- was paying, Greg? No, like, because it was coming out through PayPal. So I, I didn't know the difference, right? But when I tell you, Shane, this fucking app is not $3 anymore. Mm. It is $22 a month. Surprise, surprise. What? $22 a month. I, I don't get no head from it. I, no, 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 like, can I, I cuddle? Nothing. Just $22. $22. But, but we got one more voicemail and then we're going to get to the next bullet. The way I've been taking care of my mental is basically going grocery shopping by myself. I get away from everybody. I walk the store really slow and just shop at my own pace. And also, Recently, this may sound weird. I've been enjoying taking my son to football practice because I get to talk to the dads who are grownups and we just have a good old time, drink, drink a couple of beers, watch the kids practice, and that's been really helping me out. Okay, all right, all right. So I, I like that. Um, and, and shout out to you know, having community. Um, I did a solo show, um, I've been promising Baylor and sharing this for about four months but i finally did it did a uh a solo show talking about the the guy group chat right um the guys who are in it john's in it baylor's in it um and i was talking about how communities kind of start and how you kind of build from within and you bring some people in some people they they don't belong so to speak and that show will come out but I, i think it's really important to you know his point about having that peace of mind that community of we we actually more like than we think right so with that being said, I wanted to get to the, the meat and potatoes of the show an hour later, an hour later, y'all. So um, <laughs> I, I had Shan and social media uh, give me five ways to manage your mentors, right? And just like we did a couple of weeks ago when we talked about our top 15 movies, um, I want Shan to go first and give me her five ways that she thinks are good or positive. So we should bu- uh, bucket it like that five positive ways and five negative ways that you manage your mentors. So here you go Um, with your five. I try to take my ass outside. 